Hello, 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 and welcome to Florum. This is the Legionnaire Podcast, as we review Season 2 of Loki. Uh, episode 2. Do they have titles for these episodes? Oh, yeah, they do. I forgot Breaking what this Brad. Breaking Brad. That's right. That's a funny title line. That's a good title name for this one. It is. You and I haven't even talked to each other on if we like the episode or not. No. I mean, it has been 20 minutes since it came out. That's true. Well, since we finished recording it or watching it. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts on season two, episode two, Breaking Brad? Um, I don't know. This one seemed off pace. Yeah, I I didn't mind it. It was I liked definitely. Uh huh. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely wasn't as good as last week's. There were parts of it that I really liked, and then there are parts of it I was just sitting there and I was just like, I felt like the emoji was just, I'm like just waiting for something to happen. Yeah, I don't know. It like it was weird. The pacing for this was really off-putting. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna be honest. When people talk about pacing. It has to be like really extreme cases for me to under like see where pacing is bad. And this one, I guess I could like if I sit and really think about it, I can kind of get. I mean, it just it was kind of slow a lot of the time. Um, the chase scene with Brad was pretty cool, but I'm I'm not an expert when it comes to pacing. And I feel like a lot of people on the internet when they're like, "Well, pacing is bad," it's just they're they're mad because it's slow, like with Andor. I remember I love seeing like comments online like Andor's pacing is terrible. It's like I'm sorry you're dumb. Sorry if that offends you. But <laughs> yeah, it was I don't know the episode picking up like it feels like we were in the middle of something. I don't know if it was just me that was like behind and like I really didn't get what was happening or yeah, no cuz they were talking I like okay maybe okay I'm glad I used to feel the same way because when this started like Dox is bombing or like Dox is doing something I'm like wait a minute what's she doing I didn't know she was doing something and then I was like who's Dox and then then we found out it was cool Scottish lady um I yeah I don't know though it feels like this I'm gonna be honest I backed out and refreshed because I thought this was like episode three I thought there was supposed to be something before this episode because it picked up and I was like oh this just hits the ground running and that's why it was off-putting to me because I it just I wasn't expecting it to be this fast paced and then just to like take like a dead stop and focus on our characters which I liked um because I want to say Tom Hiddleston might be one of the best actors in the mcu um oh yeah i don't think he near gets nearly enough credit i think his no. monologue and his dialogue that he has throughout this entire episode is stellar yeah anytime he was there in the interrogation room i was locked in outside of that it was kind of hard um i have issues with certain characters you know i don't have an issue with mobius yes and ob bro i love ob same um they're just like there was dumb moments in this at points like the renslayer joke at the beginning and like oh the secret mission about renslayer it's like why would it be secret we're all chasing renslayer it's like oh yeah that makes sense and then they sat there for a second i'm like am i supposed to be laughing at this right now 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, probably. I kind of just sat there and looked and just blank stare. Yeah, and then, like, it's funny when they're talking about, like, X5. Where's X5? Apparently this X5 guy was somebody you were supposed to know from before. I don't remember who that was. I didn't remember who that was. And, like, when this started, like, X5, X5. I'm like, is this X-Men Origins Wolverine? I think that was the guy from the last episode and everything. Um, It's tough for me. When you start giving them single alphabetic letters and numbers to memorize, I'm not going to remember the character's name. So they could sit there and be like, this is Y27. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, if it unless if it's Chris Evans or some big name actor that I'm gonna put a name to a face, sorry. Yeah, no, it's yeah, I, I agree. It was, I, it's like they're like X15, and it's the lady. I'm like, why can't we just give her a name at this point? Like, why can't she just be like, I don't know, just something? Yeah. I I don't disagree with you. I mean, I liked it. Uh, I think the best stuff in this episode, though, was Mobius and Loki again. Oh, yeah. But other than that, I wasn't really too blown away by things. I didn't really like... I mean, I know it's they did it on purpose, but Sylvie's character is kind of pissing me off. I am so glad you said that because I wrote the same thing down. I wrote, Sylvie pisses... I, wrote, I hate Sylvie. She's a whiner. Because it's, it's at the end of the episode when this comes in. Um, I, like... It's hard. Because this episode has, like, a few point, key points that happens. So, like, they're interrogating Brad, and he gets at him, and he, like, messes with Mobius. By the way, the set design on the show, I can't get over how good the TVA looks. I have that written down as well. I said, I think that the set design is really phenomenal yes it's it's fantastic um i liked i i did like when he kind of broke mobius and they have and like loki and mobius have the moment when they're both eating in like i guess there's just a pie room in the tva i like that just a and little it's just pie, it's to like get on, pie. Every wall, on every wall it's like there's like because it's like it's like they open the door and there's pie in there i'm like oh maybe there's something on a different wall Nope, it's more pie. I'm like, what about the other wall? Nope, still more pie. I love that. Yeah, and it was, but it was cool their conversation when like they're talking. I was like, don't you want to know about the life yet? He's like, he's like, I would rather. And then Mobius is saying, he's like, I would rather it be bad than good. I can handle if it's bad. I'm like, dang, that is, that is a mature take. He's probably riding jet skis and living on a lake in the other life. That's probably why it is this fantasy of riding jet skis, because he had this life of riding jet skis with like a family. He was the and David was... Hasselhoff of that timeline and just doing backflips off ski jumps. It's like the David Hasselhoff of Lake Michigan or something. Yeah, what is it? The uh the Tommy Bartlett show. Yeah, man. Shout out Wisconsin Bells. He's just <laughs> doing flips through burning ring hoops and all that. Yeah. What if the Tommy Bartlett uh, show is real? That's, that's his real name is Tommy Bartlett. Oh, dang. Then he got a downgrade of a name. From Tommy Bartlett to Mobius? Yeah, Tommy Bartlett is a sick name. You think Tommy Bartlett is a sick name? I mean, not in a serious sense, but... Hang on, now. Tommy Bartlett 
this is going to be a little bit of a side tangent here. I want to know how old this Tommy Bartlett character is because this Tommy Bartlett ski show I've been hearing about for quite a while. And if Tommy Bartlett is still doing these ski shows at however old he is, I got respect for the dude. It's probably like the Colonel at KFC. Dude, the Colonel's dead. Well, yeah, but it's not like the Okay. Yeah, so KFC has just been marketing. They're not passing down the Colonel and they're just saying, all right, we're marketing some dead dude. No, KFC just gets a new kernel. All right, I have horrible news for all of our listeners who are invested in this Tommy Bartlett escapade. He died September 6th, 1998 due to kidney failure at the age of 84. They still found a way to do those jet ski shows, though. Dude, rest in peace. That guy, I want to read more about Tommy Bartlett, man. This guy kind of like, if you think about it, he really kind of just like, Made the Wisconsin Dells what it is. He's an American showman, an entertainment mogul from Wisconsin. How many times have you heard the ter- the words entertainment mogul and Wisconsin in the same sentence? In Tommy Bartlett's bio. I guess in Tommy, I mean, besides Tommy Bartlett's bio. Jeez. I, yeah, he still lives on in memory, I guess. He's in the. He was inducted into the Water Ski Hall of Fame in 1993. Anyways, this has nothing to do with Loki, but um, yeah. So it's it was kind of cool to hear that. Like it was it was really cool to hear Mobius's whole back like thinking. He's like, I don't want to know because if it's something good, I can't handle that. That I got taken away from that because all of the people in the TVA were taken away from Wise, which is crazy. It's basically just like human trafficking, but through time it's nuts mm-hmm. um, do you have anything to say about the tommy bartlett of the tva um i i'm interested to see where his character will go from here i can't get a gr- i can't get a good read on where the season is gonna go to be honest well, they okay. So this is where I am kind of starting to like. This is where I have theories because. So in the next scene, we see our boy Ob trying to get in to fix the temporal loom, and he's like, "Oh my god, I can't get in." The whole the we're gonna die. He's like, "We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die," and he's saying, "I have to get the creator of the doors to open this," and they're like, "He who remains is like, yeah." Rewind. The post credit scene, or whatever, the, 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 the teaser of Loki and Mobius going to see Victor Timely. I think they're going to stage, a, not a heist, but like they're going to try to kidnap Victor Timely to bring him to the TVA to open the doors so they can get in and fix the temporal loom. I, I could see that happening. I, oh, this is a six episode season i could see that happening yeah next episode where it's the that's with the scene that we get from what was that multiverse of madness or something or ant-man 3 that's that was ant-man 3 that's right because i that's right it was ant-man 3 because when that post-credit scene thing we said it on a review we're like that one post-credit scene looked better than the entire ant-man movie yeah yeah, I I could see that happening where they have to get that specific Kang to you. I mean, even though he has no idea what that is entirely, I'm sure 
from one gang to the next, they can get that figured out. Yeah. Maybe, if, I mean, does Victor Timely... Well, I mean, I guess he knows he's Kang because all the other Kangs are evil. Maybe. I um, mean, maybe this one is a little behind the curve and he hasn't quite mastered interdimensional travel yet. Poser. Um, um, I will say this, though, and let me just say the Brad, Brad Wolf. Yes. Dude is a moron because... If, I don't know how he didn't think of this earlier, but when they were doing the good cop, bad cop with the whole vacuum cleaner thing, I'm sitting there and I'm looking, I was thinking to him, to myself, I'm like, Brad, if Mobius is saying the door is locked, what door locks from the inside? Yeah, I wrote the same thing down. I said, why is Brad not running to the door? Is it like a two-way locked door? Like, oh, now it's locked and nobody can get in or out. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah. I mean, he obviously. I knew once I once I saw that, I was like, okay, there's no way that this door just locks from the inside, and then that's it yeah. because Brad could just unlock and walk out. So I was like, ah, oh, yeah, this is definitely like a setup that they're trying to do on him. Yeah. Why would but they put I, a jail? Yeah. Why would they put the lock inside the jail cell? Exactly. But I did enjoy uh, that little like bit between that and everything. Um, although. I don't know, again, I didn't feel like much stakes or tension because I, I don't know, I, I, this is the thing that I always have complaints with these Disney Plus shows is that early on in their first couple episodes is I feel like nothing of consequence is going to happen yet. Yeah, no, that's, that's true. Um, I mean, when you compare it to a show like The Boys, which I know is a very polar opposite show to compare to. But you have characters that are dropping left and right early on in those series, and it feels like it's actually important for the story. In this, uh, they suffer from either main character or even side character syndrome, where it's like, I don't think you're going to die, at least not until the end of the show. You should see Gen V. Yeah, I hear that that is nuts. It is nuts. Um, Yeah, no, I, yeah, I knew... I knew Loki wasn't going to crush Brad in the little time box because Marvel would not do something. like It's just, it's kind of funny. Like it's not funny, but when you've seen enough TV and you know what everything, like what the limits they're going to go to are in certain shows. Like if this was a show about the Punisher and I did like, this wasn't even Loki. Let's say this was the Punisher show and this had a heftier rating. I would have been a little more scared. Cause I'm like, Dude, Frank Castle might kill this MF right here. And I knew Loki wasn't going to crush him in the box, but I, I did like that scene, though. I did like it. Yeah. I mean, who knows now that they've kicked off the writers from Daredevil, maybe it'll actually be like that. We'll get into that. Um, yeah. the I'm I'm just reading through my notes here. Just wrote Scottish accents for the win. Yeah. I'm glad we got to hear more of it. It's kind of, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but. Scottish accents are funny. <laughs> Skullwide forever. <laughs> um, the McDonald's scene. There are rare moments in like product placement where I'm kind of like, ooh. 
I kind of want to go try that. When I was watching this, I don't know why. I've I haven't had the urge to go get McDonald's in like years. I was like, I kind of want to go get a like a quarter pounder cheeseburger from McDonald's right now. I was waiting for Michael Keaton to walk out, and they were going to be filming The Founder, and they got the big M with everything. You ever see oh, that yeah. movie? No. Yeah, dude just franchises the hell out of McDonald's. Dude, that's a that's an empire. Yes, it is. Yeah, I wonder, like, how much are you making as the CEO of McDonald's? Oh, I'm sure it's a significant amount of money. Um. Yeah, and then the, like I the 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 lunch scene of like Mobius and Brad, it got a little jokey after a while. I'm like, all right, what are we doing here? He's like, oh, it's a setup. And then we find out that they're bombing the timelines, which is that was kind of nutty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed seeing that. That's where I got interested in the episode, um, because I was like, oh damn, there's actually consequences that are happening now. Like million, they said billions of people died, and again, not to like, this is post us recording the creator, but I was like, really, just billions? Yeah, I was like, I feel like that order of magnitude should be way higher. I feel like we should be in the, uh, in the Google number or whatever it is. Yeah, um, yeah, the Googleplex or whatever it's called. Yeah, but the the line that hit was like was B fifteen when she's looking at the timeline, and she says those are people. And I sat there, I was like, shoot, that's that's real. Damn. Yeah, that was. That's when I. That's when I it hit me. I was like, dang, that's really hardcore. And this is where we are going to talk about how annoying Sylvia is right now. She's like, the TVA is the problem. It's like, did you not just see them like heartbroken that all of these people died? Yeah. yeah she, I mean, it's in shambles because of you. Um, I just dumb characters sometimes just drive me nuts. And she's like, it's your fault. It's like, what do you mean? What? Yeah. I don't, I, I mean, she's clearly being dumb on purpose for a reason. Um, I want to see when future her because we still got to wait to get to the future her where she talks to the future Loki and that's a whole thing as well. I like it when the time travel stuff confuses me when I can't understand it. Like I understand it like the points in time, but I love that. I just have no idea what's going on. Yeah. So this is where I like, I'm going to admit to my own stupidity when i saw the first episode I'm like oh that was sylvie from the future i thought that was sylvie running from he who remains and then oh, at like, the end saw- through the end yeah for the first episode and then when he's like i saw you in the future you were back in the tv i'm like oh so they i'm like oh okay i'm an idiot so they go back into the tva and they're fighting something like something's going down mm-hmm. which is probably the finale oh definitely the finale Hopefully it's some form of Kang that's just an absolute madman. It's probably like actually... his parole officer. Like I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's so <laughs> who's actually like uh, who's actually a conqueror instead of getting. Oh no, I got carried away by him. 
ants. No. Yeah, exactly. I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling ants. Yeah, that's beyond frustrating. Do you see that they uh they made that book into an actual book from Ant Man? Bro, we are like look out for the little guy. That's. I don't know how. Like, how long is this book? It's like a hundred pages, hundred and fifty pages. Who sat down and wrote a hundred and fifty Scott Lang point of view book? I am be honest. I'm kind of intrigued just by the idea of it and like what is actually in that book. I'm sure it's probably just a retelling of all of the events of Marvel from Scott Lang's perspective. Yeah, that's funny. I don't. I yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Okay. I mean, it's thirty dollars on Amazon for those who want to buy it. I am not spending thirty dollars on that. Yeah, I know. Look out for the little guy. That's funny. Um. Yeah. Oh, and I like the end credits with Janis Joplin playing. I wrote Janis Joplin for the win. Janis Joplin for the win, indeed. Yeah, Sylvie's. I okay. First off, she's in love with herself, but the next thing you know, she's risen up some kid who's getting picked up by her mom. I don't think she was rising up a kid, Will. No, she wasn't. I don't like but... I'm never using the word riz again. That was the first time I've used it, and that's the last time I'm going to use it. You don't like that? No, I hate that word. You know what it comes from? No, Will. I don't know where it comes from. Charisma. Hmm. All right. Yeah. The more you know. The more you know, I guess. I'll just say charisma instead of riz, because I'm a distinguished adult. Oh, boo. Nobody likes that. They're gonna fit um, in anymore. Yeah, I don't think she. I think she was just being nice. Like, hey, is my, like your mom gonna come pick you up? Like, I can drive you home. I don't think this grown forty-year-old woman was hitting on a seventeen-year-old boy. Next thing you know, she's gonna offer him a cigarette because she's sitting there smoking a pack on the car. Yeah, like there's a lot of product placement, like the old Ford truck. I'm like, mm-hmm. hell yeah, that's America right there, Oklahoma. <laughs> Well, she's going to get the experience of like working a job. She's working at McDonald's right now, but man, I swear she's going to be working there for another like three months and she'll be like, damn, I'd rather go back to just being a Loki. Yeah. It's like, I, you know, this is cool and all making $3 an hour mm-hmm. sitting at a register getting yelled at, but I could go back and create chaos on the timeline. She's living in good old, I don't know if it's Kansas, but it looks like Kansas to me. There's Oklahoma. There you go, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I I mean, I I don't know. Her character, I don't know where to get a read on until we get to the finale where I know that she'll come around eventually. But, like, I don't know. It's, It's tough for me to get a good pinpoint on these people. I'm really waiting for Kang to pull up. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, I am too, because He Who Remains was awesome. And that, I don't know, it's just it's just fun to watch. Like, he's such an engaging character to watch. And we yeah. don't have a whole lot of those in the MCU right now. Yes, right now I would say, I think Tom Hiddleston's performance is one of the most memorable I mean, I'm trying to think back, and I mean, Secret Invasion, I didn't enjoy anything. I didn't... Guardians 3, there was a lot of great performances. Um, But it's done. Yes. I don't... 
there wasn't an actor i was like wow this person is really giving it their all um bradley cooper no yes yes but i feel like tom hiddleston i guess he's just an elevation like he's just elevated above that to me from what i from what i've seen from him and then yeah ant-man 3 and everything before that excuse me like from last year just ah um uh tom hiddleston tom hiddleston tom holland he did a good job that was like that was almost two years ago that's crazy that is crazy uh the yeah i'm trying to think of mcu sam uh sam the falcon winter soldier wanda was really good in wandavision yeah that's true but again this is stuff that's like two three years ago oscar isaac moon knight oh god that was a while ago too yeah almost two years ago like i didn't really like moon knight near the end but oscar isaac i mean he's great yeah i mean he's out there doing multiple characters yeah when are we gonna like follow up on that character uh i don't know when season two is gonna happen but hopefully at some point here like the midnight suns i gotta rewatch werewolf by night soon it's october yeah i'm excited to see what they do with uh what is it jake lockley jake long lockley i was gonna say longley but i'm like it's not longley it's i like how they um i like how they altered jake lockley to be hispanic or like a latino man because i think jake lockley was originally like a new york brooklyn cab driver boy thing but when oscar isaac is speaking in spanish i'm like all right like they're they're, they're diving into that his his heritage i like that when oscar isaac starts speaking spanish mwah, i'm in love yeah when he's doing uh miguel from spider-man 2099 and across oh, the spider-verse so yeah so good i would agree have you seen all those reels where that's like the good morning new yorkers it's like you guys have not even seen spider-verse and you're using this no that's from amazing spider-man 2 is it really yeah it's at, Look the, at, me. It's at, it's at the beginning of the movie when he's fallen down you know and it shows like the back of the suit and he's swinging through the city i thought that was from spider-verse nope dang Look at me, fake fan. I'm about to call a bunch of people out and call myself a gatekeeper, although I'm just an idiot. No, yeah, that's from The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I love, I mean, that movie's not good, but I love that movie because I love the swinging scenes. Like, watch, if you go back and watch those scenes, like, you'll see the wind, like, blowing through the suit, and, like, you'll see the ripple effect, and that's where it's clean. Yeah. That's what. That's my biggest complaint about MCU Spider-Man. He never got a chance to actually be the friendly neighborhood spider-man outside of homecoming yeah i think now he finally will and i think that's why they sort of reset him i'm glad because he's supposed to be relatable and it's really hard to be relatable to a kid who's the intern to tony stark and has the iron spider suit yeah and just like in his, infinite in money his, yeah it's that's hard that's the hard part about the mcu spider-man he's got the tony stark MacGuffin machine where he can just build whatever he wants in the happy's apartment yeah no it's 
But it was good that that happened, though, because they have to do that. You can't just, like, reset him without that stuff. But now going forward. Yeah. We'll see how it, how it is. I mean, Tom Holland said he, he's been very vocal about wanting to step away from Hollywood lately. Um, he said that he's said how it's a toxic industry and everything. And he's been, not that he doesn't want to come back to Spider-Man 4, but he doesn't really want to from what it sounds like. I don't blame him, man. If I were Tom Holland, what like he and Timothy Chalamet are probably about the same age. I think Timothy's older, which is crazy to think. Because Timothy like, looks younger. Think about Timothy Chalamet's career. He, I know people like go nuts for him. And it's kind of rightfully deserved. He's He's got that like, just that distinguished actor vibe about him mm-hmm. it's not that i'm saying like doing superhero movies are bad for your career because all right this is gonna be this is strange because everything outside of the batman i would say but robert pattinson doing the batman i don't feel like that's a step down for him no uh because he's done those other films he was he is it Logan Lucky? No. Twilight. Yeah. No, no, he's done Twilight. Yeah, but then he was in Logan Lucky or something else. I don't remember. I think that's the one with Channing Tatum and Adam Driver. Uh, but then he did the devil one where he's that guy with the southern accent and he's in... Uh, he's not in Logan Lucky. Oh, maybe he is. But then he did the lighthouse. Like he's, 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 his filmography is very, uh, vast and he's done like a lot of different movies before, uh, Tom Holland, he was stepping away from just like superhero movies post Endgame. I know he did one on Apple TV. I don't remember what it was called. It was called cherry, I think. And it was by the Russo's. Yeah, he it was it looked like an intense movie, so he is trying to get into that and like good for him because it's it you kind of see it with Daniel Radcliffe who's finally starting to break out of the Harry Potter mold and it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Just and, for him to get fan cast back into the, another genre of superhero movies as Wolverine. <laughs> I don't think Dan Radcliffe would be a good Wolverine. Yeah, he seems just like too sweet of a guy. But I mean, I guess Hugh Jackman is a super sweet guy, too. And he turns it on. So I guess I don't know. I guess they are actors. It's not crazy. I know. Yeah. No. it. Yeah. I just. Tom Holland is getting out, getting out. Tom Holland getting out of the whole like the Spider-Man mold is good for him. But that bum- that bums me out because I like seeing Spider-Man movies. So, I mean, there is going to be a Spider-Man four. I mean, when the previous movie makes over a billion dollars, you're not going to sit there and. All right, no. we're going to leave it at that. No, I don't like getting paid. Yeah, said nobody ever. He'll get people who are one like check of that chase- Disney money, and it's always like the rich people like don't chase money, chase happiness. It's like, listen, man, you can say that because you got money. I mean, NBA players say that all the time where they're like, I just want to win a championship. And then they get offered like $30 million at the worst team in the league. And I take it. And I'm like, 
So which one is it? Because if you really want to win a championship, couldn't you just sign for like a million dollars? Yeah, take that veterans minimum, go play with LeBron. Well, I think you have to be a veteran to be a veterans minimum, so. Yeah, dude, it's crazy that Anthony Davis is still getting paid by the Lakers. Who knows? Uh, the There's something I wanted to talk about. You know the, what, who really has it done right in superhero movies and can get away with playing other uh, characters in other movies? I don't know who. Colin Farrell. He could. That's true. He's not even like in a. I don't. The Batman to me isn't even like a superhero movie. No, it's not. It's like it's a. That's why I said like Robert, Pat, like him playing in the Batman, like wasn't. It's not like a step. It's I, like I don't want to say like step down. Like superhero movies are bad, but there's a level of there's a stigma around those movies. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look at any comment Martin Scorsese has ever made about them. Hmm. But it's different for the Batman because even Christopher Nolan was asking, he's like, oh, you're going to audition for Batman. He's like, yeah, you should go do it. Yeah. I think the thing that distinguishes it too, though, is like the way that the movie is made and just the overall uh, feeling around it. Because with the Batman and Matt Reeves' stuff, I don't look at that as, I mean, it is a superhero genre, but I don't think that all the time when... I start to see James Gunn's Batman come around. I'm going to sit there and look at it and be like, this is a superhero movie. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's a machine made movie. Yes. But then also I think we're going to see more of the spectacular and like the just like not outlandish, but more, I mean, this bold stuff from Batman where it's like, he's actually doing like the crazy comic book stuff that you would think like the, he, He's going to be a level above like Arkham kind of, um, even though the Batman is like an Arkham type, uh, he, I'm picturing that like where he's doing like those grappling boosts and he's like launching off like the buildings. Like you can't do that in real life. He's like busting through walls and grabbing people and he's like jumping down and he's like knocking five people out at once. Yeah. That's what I picture James Gunn's being like, um, I mean, because in Matt Reeves, the dude had to wear, like, a whole jumpsuit for the Batman. Yeah. Here we are, talking about the Batman. I know. It's crazy. Dude, I can't wait for Penguin. I know, me too. It's uh, That's one of the things that is a bummer to have to wait for. <sighs> so good. Anyway, not we're not even talking about Loki anymore. I Yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about from here. I feel like that's we're not diving deep enough i don't know it's just it was a it was a, it was an okay episode it was a good buffer episode to me yeah they can't keep it up though if this happens again next episode i'm gonna start to get concerned i think i'll lose interest is the issue and i'm sure that marvel is just shaking in its boots when i lose interest yes they're they're like oh no the legionnaire podcast is losing interest yeah did you want to talk about um the daredevil thing or no yes i did what's the do you know anything more about that because they fired all their writers <laughs> that's what you wanted to you 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 wanted to talk about it by asking me what i knew about it <laughs> i don't know did you know anything else but i just saw the headline i saw that kevin feige and some higher up marvel execs saw the footage that had been filmed for it and they said that this 
it wasn't aligning with what they thought the series was going to be or what it should be. So they're scrapping and they're starting again from what it sounds like. That's a concerning statement because I don't know what Kevin Feige and the higher ups at Marvel want. Then the word gets tossed around that it's going to be a reboot. And I don't know if that means they're just rebooting the script or if they're rebooting the entire like character. Um, I'm not concerned that like Charlie Cox is getting recast or Vincent D'Onofrio or any of that because that would cause too much of an uproar. But I'm wondering if they're going to completely cut ties from the Netflix stuff. I hope not. Yeah, I me don't, too. I don't want to see this turned into a Marvel Machine product because that was that Daredevil series was so good. It was like a lived-in world that I wanted to be a. I didn't really want to be a part of, but like I enjoyed visiting. It didn't feel just like cookie cutter. Oh. Now he's going to tell a joke. Oh, now there's going to be something dumb happening. Like, just lean into, lean into, like, what these characters' backstories are. Don't try to force them to fit the whole MCU jokey nature vibe. Yeah. I think when whenever Born Again is supposed to come out, we could revisit the three seasons from the Netflix and month by month watch one season and talk about it. Yeah, no, it's I, I'm definitely down. And Punisher, whoo wee, John Bernthal, baby, our boy. Yeah, I, I from what I vaguely remember from that, it wasn't nearly as well written, but it was still pretty sick. That was pretty hardcore. I watched that freshman year of college, and uh, my roommate and I, he would watch that at night. He and I would watch that at night. I didn't watch season two. I didn't finish season two. I don't remember how far we got. But it was, it was just good. a hardcore show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guns. And I remember that I think the opening scene was like he maybe it was from Daredevil. It was from one of the shows. He just absolutely ripped through like one of the mobs in New York just with a chain uh, chain gun. A mach- LMG just ripping through the windows with it. It was like from Breaking Bad at the end, you know, where they got the drum gun out of the back of the car that pops up and they just start lighting people up. I haven't seen Breaking Bad. Damn. Well, never mind. <laughs> Regardless. Regardless, indeed. I hope it pans out well for Daredevil. <laughs> Me too. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I I swear, I mean, now that the writer strike is done, I wouldn't be shocked to see if like a lot of this stuff is starting to get reworked. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and they're still fighting with SAG about something. I saw well, something he, recently that like a deal got re- like the SAG union was like, we don't like this. I don't know what the deal was. I couldn't tell you either. I know that Deadpool three is still supposed to come out in May of next year. It's still it's still able to come out in May. Um, I think they said, though, that if the actor's strike continues for at least the next month, then it's going to have to get delayed. Gosh, hurry up and pay your actors, man. Well, at this point, then, I'm wondering if they should just push it back because I'd rather get, again, a delayed Deadpool movie with a quality Hugh Jackman in it because I don't want, even though... Logan was 
technically Hugh Jackman's last outing as Wolverine, like he's still back in this movie. And I would rather it leave a good taste in my mouth instead of a bad taste in my mouth because I don't know how big of a role he'll play in it. I guess that's the, another factor too because Patrick Stewart in Multiverse of Madness didn't bother me, even though Multiverse of Madness was a bad movie because he wasn't in it that much. He was the best part of that movie. Yeah. So I guess it just depends. But the way that they're when they announce Hugh Jackman before you have anything else to do with Deadpool three, it leads me to believe that he's going to be in the movie pretty significantly. I think it's like a buddy cop thing. Uh, yeah, that's right. It's tough to get because then you see set photos of them fighting and you see the videos on the set of them, the characters fighting, not the actors. Yeah, they're just they're fighting in the uh, Kansas City Chiefs game booth right next to Taylor Swift. Good Lord. Um, You know, at uh, the SAG, well, not the WGA strike is over. Batman 2 still has got two years, man. We're, we're, we're set with that right now. I I wonder, too, like during those writers' strikes, the people who have their projects lined up, like Matt Reeves in that case, there's no way that he's like sitting there at home while the writers' strike is happening and not just like still working on the script himself. He's probably not turning it into the studio, but he's still probably sitting there and like, working through the script on his own personal time and he's just like i don't know at least to me that's like what i would think if like you're devoted to it maybe not though maybe they're like that i mean when it's when it comes to your work maybe they do just like disconnect completely from their work but i mean if it was me if i was matt reeves here's what if i, would I was matt reeves here <laughs> i don't know i mean but that's what i i don't know i feel like be at least or other people like who know that they have stuff lined up. It's just, they have to wait for the strikes to be officially over. I could definitely see. I don't know. So if you're someone who's, if you're a WGA member or a SAG member who stumbled across this podcast and you're listening this far in mind you, we don't know anything about this stuff before I say what I'm about to say. I find it near impossible to believe Somebody like Matt, maybe he is, maybe he's like really devoted and like supporting the union. Not like he's like working behind the back and their back and submitting stuff to W or WB, but he's like his whole, like he's the, the Batman universe is his undivided attention right now. He's working on the penguin. He's working on the Batman part two. I'm there was this, there's this Arkham Asylum series that's still floating around out there. That's still like, that hasn't had a whole lot of leap, like talk recently but it's still out there i find it very hard to believe that when this guy goes home or when he's sitting at home because he's on strike i guess and he can't go into i don't know whatever office he works in he's not just sitting there being like kind of just throwing ideas around his head like oh maybe i'll put victor freeze in here maybe i'll change this around here like i find that difficult i i i agree with you i find that difficult to believe but yeah i don't know i feel like the people who definitely know what they're going to be doing and now you have like those, I mean, the poor Daredevil writers, but I mean, you have other people who are like actually working on those scripts that they know that they're going to be doing. Um, like DC, uh, James Gunn working on Superman Legacy. 
Now I know that the script was somebody. done, but I mean, yeah, like you know what those people are still probably working on their projects. Like they're just not officially turning in their notes to like the studios. And once it's done, they're like, okay, I've done 10 rewrites now since the strike happened. Look through all 10 of them and tell me what you think. I don't think he's, I don't think they were allowed to say that because they were on strike. I think he just said, this Look is where I had gotten to. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably, it's probably like, like on some like notebook that he has. And then he'll like incrementally add them in as yeah. he's like submitting. I don't know. Like, listen, if you, you're trying to get around the rules, like you're, if you're really passionate about something like James Gunn is passionate about Superman and like DC comics, he's really passionate about it. You can tell. There's no way this guy is not like sitting around like, ooh, Lobo. Like he's got time to not work on Superman Legacy. Maybe he's pitching around ideas. Like he's just writing ideas down for Lobo, which Jason Momoa is definitely cast as Lobo. Yeah, you hear it sounds like he's being a big or he was being a big POS though on the set of Aquaman 2. Really? Why? Where'd you hear that? Uh, there was articles and there were rumors going around that he was showing up on set dressed up as uh, Johnny Depp. And he was trying to get Amber Heard fired off the movie. Yeah. What? Yeah. And hearing that, it's like, okay, dude. I mean, even though she wasn't like their relationship wasn't the best, that's not that's, a good look. No, that's messed up. Like, yeah. Even if the, at the time of this is like in the middle of the trial, you have to like read the room. Have, yeah. You you have to like she's. She's innocent until proven guilt. Yeah, like she's still a human being. Like people, human beings mess up. And like there are some things that are really bad that like are unforgivable. But everybody has like really bad moments and that they regret later on in life. And for you to sit there, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Amber Heard when I say this stuff, but that was someone's kid. That's someone's kid, man. And that's just. People go online and they. No, it is. And when people go online and they really start just rip, like people just rip other people apart. Like there's, I know we make fun of John Campy on here sometimes, but there's a whole account called John Campy Exposed on YouTube. And this guy goes, like he pulls scenes, he digs into his life. He's making fun of his wife. I'm like, dude, this is like a different level of like, like this is not healthy and it's not cool. And it's not funny. Yeah. See, I'll just rip on John Campy for, spoiling like scenes and just getting leaked vfx shots and then i can go to sleep at night and not think about them for the next month until something shows up about them again and then i'm like damn this sucks yeah i don't stay up in my waking moments because that's just he's a person and he's gonna go live his life yeah people are a little a little over the top so this came out sorry we're getting back to aquaman 2 this came out seven minutes ago from variety magazine you just heard it here first from the Legionnaire podcast, all two <laughs> listeners. So it looks like Jason Momoa. Yeah. So Variety is reporting this. And that's a big, that's a big news outlet. So for them to be reporting this, there has to be some shred of truth here. They describe a hostile Aquaman set where an allegedly intoxicated Jason Momoa dressed like Johnny Depp and pushed to have heard booted from the role of the aquatic superhero Mira. Wow. Because when yeah. you said this initially, I'm like, all right, who said this? No, this is, it's actually a thing that's going around. Wow. That's. People <sighs> found, she like, she moved to Spain now and people found where she lived and they're asking her about her life and everything. And I'm like, 
who cares? Dude. Just let her live her life in Spain. And everybody was like, I, I was reading the comments and they were all giving her crap. She was raising her kid in Spain. And I think the person who interviewed her, they weren't being rude or anything. They were just like, oh, do you think you'll ever come back to acting? And she was like, oh, probably not for a while, if I had to be honest. And then like, that was it. But everybody in the comments were like, Amber Heard is awful. But now she's making a resurgence because I guess when her and Elon Musk dated, she cosplayed as a character from Overwatch. So, Dude. Men on the internet never cease to amaze me as just being truly deplorable at points. I Yeah, you know, I really couldn't say, but I just, I saw that headline from Jason Malone. I was like, damn, do not like seeing that about you. That is not some good. No, because I was, I was watching the Suicide Squad with my girlfriend the other night and she really likes the movie. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, I like I don't know why, but I'm like, I can't wait to see Jason Momoa as the main man. This bums me out. And like, I want to rip on paparazzi. I understand you have to make a living and like provide for your family. But if your whole career is just chasing people around and de- like just terrorizing people and taking pictures of them, I don't like that. And if I were, if I were a celebrity, me, Cal, if I'm like, if I were a celebrity, people were chasing me around taking pictures. There's a non-zero probability I level one of these people and just th- or throw their camera into a drain. Like, I can't like. For let's stay on the Amber Heard thing for a second. Yes, what like she allegedly did or what like whatever happened that was clearly messy with her and Johnny Depp. There's a point where you just have to let things go. Yeah, I'm done. I mean, I think he he's moved on, and I think she's moved on. But people of the internet will not move on. No. <sighs> so, who knows? Dang. So, uh, Jason Momoa showing up hammered on Aquaman. Bummer. But this movie's I mean, about I to tank. Be... Oh, I think it was going to tank from the beginning. Um. And whether whether this news came out or not, I still think this movie was going to tank. But yeah. yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I I, uh, I can't think of much else. Do you have anything else to say? I don't. I'm kind of you know we could if you really wanted to we could sit here and we could talk about the life and legend of Tommy Bartlett. Nah, not really. No. He probably did like three backflips off a jet ski and landed it. Yeah. We should, if, when things die down, we should really like dive into like people traveling across the ocean though. I'd be interested in that. Well, we got a list of things that we want to do. I really want to watch those Rush Hour movies. When's Rush Hour 4 coming out? Not for a while, but I I would love to rewatch those movies. Whatever the Jackie Chan and... Chris Tucker. Whatever is Chris Tucker's an heir. Chris Tucker. Yeah. Dude. I love listening to me yell Lee the whole time. Lee. Hell no, not the sewer, Lee. (laughs) I love those. I want, I, whenever the fourth one, like, cause I don't want to rewatch them too soon where it's like, then I, it's, I remember rewatching it again. I'd rather rewatch it at like the perfect moment where it's like, I don't remember anything from these movies and it feels like I'm rewatching them for the very first time again. I don't remember anything from these movies, so. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying is like I don't want to rewatch them, and then if like we talk about it on the podcast like two years from now, I don't want to be like, 
oh we'll rewatch it and then i already remember watching it like two oh, years oh yeah no i see what you're saying so we have to get like because a real, i feel like they yeah because when i turn these on again it's gonna be like i'm watching them from the the for, for the very first time again so that's what i want it to feel like when i do it yeah i agree it's it's funny it is like if i turned on like the fantastic four movies i haven't seen those movies in forever so when i turn them on it's gonna be to me like i'm watching them for the first time again so yeah no i i agree i only remember like i remember them going being on the space station i remember i remember parts of it but that's like it i remember like the ending more than anything I just remember uh, Ben Grimm being next to the big red fire truck, and he was keeping it up. Yeah, he's actually in a he's in a suit. He didn't just CG that. Shout out! I know. Oh my gosh, that yes, you oh, you know that too. When Marvel does it, they're gonna be CGing him. Oh yeah, I would love to see him in a costume again. Heck yeah, man! I think yeah, you know what? they could I get. Think- they could get uh, Tobias Bluth to do it. <laughs> that show is so good. It is. It's great. <laughs> I I saw a, a clip from the show recently, and it was when... What's the uh, mother Bluth? Lucille. Lucille. She walked into the model home at Michael's house, and she was like, I was in my home, and there was a colored man in there. And Michael's like, what color was he? He was blue. <laughs> it was when Tobias was doing his whole blue man group thing. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that show had some really top tier writing. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that like level of humor where it's just like, that's fun. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I know you're the whole marriage expert and everything. Oh, wait, your wife your is wife dead. Is dead. <laughs> um, excuse they, me. And then when they find uh, George Senior, just like in the tunnels, like around the model home, like Saddam Hussein. Yeah, and he was selling his homes to Saddam Hussein. Yeah, and like solid as a rock. <laughs> That's some top tier humor yes the first three seasons of that show is like it's a shame yeah. that it got canceled and then like there was that break where i mean you could tell that there was a decline in the writing but yeah and then when they capture they pretend like they fake a capture as like the colombian cartel because they're trying to teach a lesson oh my gosh that's a great show that's a great show I might re-watch anyway well, I guess I don't have much else to say. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon is coming out here soon. Uh, Dude, I don't know if I can go see that in a movie theater. Why? What? I could see it on Netflix. It's three and a half hours, Will. Boo. Boo. Are they going to have a... It literally have a, came out. Okay. No. Is this movie going to have a pee break in the middle? Because I'm going to have a problem. Boo. You're lame. I'm not lame. I'm just being realistic on how well my bladder is going to hold up in a three and a half hour movie. Just dehydrate yourself the whole day. Oh, God, that sounds horrible. I feel like I'd be like more 
distracted in a movie if I was dehydrated because I'd just be like, water. Oh my gosh. Well, it's coming out at some point. Um, and maybe or maybe not. Is it coming out on Netflix the same day as release? I don't think so. Probably not. I think it's only in a, a sl- I thought it was coming out in select theaters. Uh, if it's coming out in the lacrosse theater, it is going to be coming out in every theater, and it is in the lacrosse theater. So, oh dang! All right, well, it probably isn't me then. Uh, I was gonna say if it's in my theater, it's a hundred percent yours. Yeah, you're right. Ugh. So maybe, maybe not. Um, there will be a review at some point this year with it. Um, yes, but yeah. Other than that, uh, I don't have much else to say. Me neither. Uh, yeah, follow us on you guys Instagram. in the next one. What he said. Hasta luego. Bye bye. <laughs>